Hello, good afternoon, everybody. It's your host, Kay Did. Welcome back. This week we have a special episode. Well, all our episodes are special, right? Um, we have a special guest on. It's gonna be in English and Spanish. So I'm excited. First time doing something like this. And I am welcome for the adventure, guys. So yes. Translate that, please. Sí, buenas, uh, buenas tardes. Estamos aquí para hacer un podcast. Eh, va a ser la primera vez, pero estamos muy contentos porque va a ser en español, una mezcla de inglés en español, y estamos muy emocionados por eso. So, some house cleaning things that we have to talk about first is that, guys, could we please follow us on our Instagram account? We're on there almost daily. Also, follow us on Twitter and follow us on Facebook and YouTube. We are most active on Twitter. Yes. Va a ser eh, grabado. Somos muy activos en Facebook, en Twitter, y por favor, síganos en estos um, medios de comunicación. Our guest today, guys, is Giovanna. Hopefully, I'm seeing that a little bit okay. And she's going to tell us a little bit about herself. As you know, we do a lot of homeless um, stories on here or as they say now, unhoused. And we just want to hear the stories of the people in the shelters in New York City. Okay. Eh, el día de hoy, nuestro, eh, nuestra participante, Giovanna, una persona que reside en un albergue de la ciudad. Y como todas nuestras historias, nos va a compartir, nos va a decir, y es, nosotros nos vamos a hacer preguntas y ella nos va a contestar. En este caso, uh, va a ser traducido por mi persona. Y... Okay, can you tell us a little bit about your experience and how you and heard about going to PATH? Yeah. Joanna, ¿nos puede contar acerca de su experiencia y cómo fue su, la, la experiencia suya en PATH? En PATH. Sí. Eh, bueno, eh... Para mí fue bien, llegamos temprano en la mañana, eh, nos dieron el formulario para llenarlo, eh, nos tuvieron ahí para las entrevistas, y pues eh, ya como nos despacharon de ahí como las seis de la tarde, nos dijeron que si, si queríamos venirnos en taxi o, o esperar el, el bus para que nos viniera a dejar, entonces esperamos el bus nos vinieron a dejar. Um, el muchacho entregó los papeles ahí en la entrada, de ahí aquí nos llevaron al, a la unidad que nos correspondía y todo bien. Okay. She had a, uh, Joanna had a mentions that she had a good experience at PATH. She arrived in the morning. Uh, she was provided the paperwork and by six o'clock in the afternoon, um, she was able to leave. She was asked, uh, she was, uh, provided the option or of a cab or a bus and she took a cab and, and by nighttime she was in uh, in her current place in Brooklyn. Um, can she tell us if she could remember the first time she went into the shelter the day of how did the staff treat her and um, how was like the paperwork and things like that? How did she feel? Giovanna, una vez que llegó al, al, al shelter, ¿cómo se sentía? ¿Cómo se sintió? 
Eh, bueno, imagínate, la primera vez, cuando, y más cuando uno no ha experimentado algo así, pues, obvio, nos sentíamos un poco así, como tristes, prohibidos, pero... Pero de ahí, pues, nos fuimos adaptando y aquí estamos. Yeah. Joanna mentions that she felt sad. She felt with a lot of limitations when she um, arrived in shelter, but um, they just kept going. And now she's, you know, she's where she's at, but um, yeah, she felt sad uh, at the beginning. Sir, what was the reason she ended up in shelter? Giovanna, mm -hmm. eh, ¿y por qué razón usted tuvo que entrar in shelter? Porque ya de donde vivíamos, donde mi hermano, ya no había espacio para nosotros. Eh, él trajo su pareja de estado de Honduras y, y ten, ten, tenía ya tres niños. Entonces ya no teníamos espacio para vivir ahí con él. Y pues él nos dijo que teníamos que buscar un sitio donde vivir. Y pues más que todo porque también... Yo no, puedo, yo no tengo el ingreso suficiente para, para pagar una renta normal. Entonces eso fue lo que pues, nos orilló a buscar para un shelter. Okay. Giovanna mentions that she was staying with, um, at her brother's apartment and he asked her to move out because he was bringing um, a partner from Honduras and to move into shelter because she lacked the economic um, resources to get a, uh, get a regular apartment. So she had no other choice but to move into shelter. Wow. When she went to PAP, did they give her any other like ways other than going to shelter or did they just put her in the shelter automatically? Excuse me? Can you ask her, did they give her any other resources when she went to PATH? Or did they just put her into the shelter system like that? Sure. Eh, Giovanna, una vez, cuando estuvo en, en PATH, ¿le dieron sí. al, algún tipo de, de recursos o solo le mandaron al shelter? ¿Le ofrecieron no, algo, ellos, algún otro tipo de recursos? Ellos solo nos mandaron al shelter. Okay. No, they just they didn't provide anything. They just uh, sent her and her family to the shelter. Got it. Did she, when she was in the shelter, did she find it difficult to get around from where she's normally used to being? Or was it an easy kind of settling down after she entered into shelter? Joanna, una vez que entró, estuvo en el shelter, ¿Se le fue difícil movilizarse a, a otras áreas? Especialmente eh, donde usted estaba antes, ¿se le fue más difícil llegar a, a lugares que usted tenía que ir? No, no. No, no. no quedaba accesible porque la escuela de los niños, pues sí quedaba un poco más largo, ¿verdad? Pero gracias a Dios, pues aquí donde nos ubicaron, el, eh, hay un bus que de ahí de donde nosotros vivíamos, entonces... Pues no, todo se, los, se, todo se nos ha facilitado, gracias a Dios. Ok, yeah. Giovanna says that, um, uh, fortunately, she didn't have to travel that much. 
Uh, and um, the, 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 the shelter did provide information and resources for the kids to enroll in school right away. Or did our school kids have to change schools from what they were used to? That's what it sounds like. What was it? Did her kids have to change schools because of going to the shelter? Sure. Giovanna, sus niños tuvieron que cambiar de escuela por entrar en shelter? No, no, no cambiaron de escuela porque hay un bus, una guagua, pues que, que pasa mm -hmm. por aquí cerca del shelter y los deja cerca de la escuela donde nosotros vivíamos antes. Entonces no hubo que cambiarlos de escuela. Ahorita, en, esta, en este otro año escolar, sí yo los cambié de escuela a un sitio más cerca aquí. Oh, ¿Usted vivía cerca a la escuela? ¿Al, al shelter? Sí. Okay. No. No. Le, ¿Vivía en Brooklyn? Sí, en Brooklyn. Y donde nos mandaron, hay una guagua que pasa aquí por el shelter que va cerca por donde nosotros vivíamos, por donde estaban los niños en la escuela. Entonces ellos cogían esa guagua y se les hacía fácil llegar allá. Ahora mismo, pues, que comenzaron el nuevo año escolar, yo los cambié de escuela a otra escuela un poco más cerca, que les haga más accesible llegar. Okay, so in that regard, Giovanna uh, didn't have uh, any problem because um, she was in the same borough of Brooklyn when, when she moved, and um, the shelter was, provi was pro provided a, a transportation, a bus that dropped off the kids near the school. But this year, um, she, she um, transferred the children to another school to be closer to the shelter. Oh, that's pretty good, because I know a lot of times when they have children, sometimes they don't, I won't say they don't care, but sometimes they just don't care or they don't have space near a particular school. The kids have to travel very far to get to where they have to go. So that's good that they at least thought a little bit about that when they were placing her in shelter. Did the shelter offer you any resources for your children regarding schoolwork in like since the pan since the school year started from last year? Giovanna, el, el, el shelter donde estaba le, 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 le brindó recursos para sus niños para la escuela. Eh, así, cosas así. Sí, sí, sí. Ellos dan aquí, sí. Yes, the shelter provided uh, resources for children uh, to start in school. Yes, uh, yes, and during the pandemic, también le dieron apoyo? Cuando la pandemia, yo no estaba aquí. Okay. So, um, Giovanna said that yes, they did provide uh, resources for school, but she was not here um, in, in New York when she was during the pandemic. Got it. I got that part, <laughs> surprisingly. Um, so how long has she been the has been in the shelter so far? How long? Yes. ¿Qué tiempo estado en el shelter? Yo tengo aquí un año con tres meses. Yo vine en junio 2 del 2021. Okay. Um, she's been uh, she has been residing in the shelter for um, a year and three months. She arrived there on June second. Oh, so she's kind of wasn't there in the pandemic. Well, I guess the pandemic started 2020. So people probably just count that first year. Um, so do they have, because I know a lot of shelters where we were told that they got internet and things in their buildings. 
where your is your building one of the buildings that has internet connection so your kids can do their schoolwork? Giovanna, during the pandemic, we knew that many shelters didn't have internet. The shelter where you are, do you have access to the internet? Do you always have access to the internet? Well, yes, there is internet, but the unit I have, Aquí no tengo internet y lo he reportado varias veces que me pueden venir a poner el internet y nunca me ponen el internet. He said that there's internet for children to attend school during the pandemic, at least last year, but the unit where she's residing does not have internet. And she has reported this multiple times, but thus far she has not received any assistance. Do you know who she reported to? ¿A, a, qué, ¿A qué tipo de personal reportó esto? El, el volumen. Perdón. Volume, a, yeah. mi, a mi trabajador social. She reported to her social worker. I think, because a lot of times when I was in shelter, guys, when I reported a lot of things, if the shelter people did not report it, I did call 311. So maybe we can advise her to call 311 to be able to get it hopefully further along in the shelter. Is it that it's only her unit or is it the whole building is not working? The host, Kadisha mentioned that uh, while she was in shelter, um, um, oh, I have to say in Spanish, sorry. Kadisha, eh, eh, <laughs> Kadisha mencionó que cuando ella estaba en el shelter, ella también pasó por esas situaciones, mm -hmm. pero que eventualmente llamó al 311. ¿Usted, ¿Usted ha podido llamar al 311 para reportar no, esto? No, yo no he llamado porque no, no sabía que tenía que llamar, que podía llamar ahí. ¿Escuchó? No, déjeme otra vez, por favor. En... No, que yo no he llamado al 311 porque no sabía que podía llamar al 311 para reportar eso. Yes, uh, jo Giovanna mentions that um, she did not report 311. She hasn't called. She wasn't aware of 311. Okay. So, guys, if you have any problems that you, like, have in the shelter and you feel like the people there are not taking you seriously, honestly, most times, well, this is before pandemic, I can honestly say, the, I think the safest bet is if they don't do anything, call 311. Because they usually, because it's through the city or whatever, they usually get, I want to say upset or just they just end up on their job because most times 311 will come and inspect to make sure certain things are correct. Um, I had this happen in a building I was living in with somebody when I was, before I got into the shelter. And um, they send the inspector out for something else. So they don't really don't play if you just um, report it that way. And most times people don't want you to report it that way, so they don't give you the information about that. So, um, yeah, es recomendable llamar al 311. Eh, es la, la forma más rápida y eficiente de llamar la atención de los oficiales. Muchas veces los trabajadores en los shelters no quieren que usted se entere del 311 y no le dan esa información. Pero una sí. vez que llega eh, oficiales de la ciudad, lo arreglan inmediatamente. Sí. Okay, uh, Giovanna said, mentions that she's going to um, contact 311. Other thing is, right now in shelter, are they like, how are you planning to get out? Like, not you, but how are the workers helping you to get out? Are they giving you 
um, FEPS? Are they giving you, um, I want to say the different program is soda. What things are they handing to you so you can get out of shelter as fast as you can? Giovanna, ¿qué, ¿qué tipo de ayuda le están dando en el shelter para que usted se mude? ¿Algún, algún voucher? ¿Cuál voucher? ¿Cómo le están ayudando? Eh, a mí me aplicaron, uh, bueno, yo apliqué pues aquí con la ayuda de mi trabajadora uh, para housing, a Naisha. Eh, apliqué el año pasado y ya contest me contestaron, hice todo el proceso, ya me entrevistaron. Eh, en, en febrero primero de este año me mandaron el último correo electrónico diciéndome que yo tenía un apartamento disponible eh, me mandaron dirección el building y todo y ese fue el último correo que yo recibí y otro que me mandó DHS que cuando ya el apartamento estuviera listo todo que ellos me iban a Uh, le iban a mandar un correo a mi trabajadora social haciéndole saber para que fuéramos a ver el apartamento y que si todo estaba bien pues ya mudarme ¿verdad? pero eso fue lo último que yo escuché, no me han vuelto a, a decir nada ya voy sobre siete meses de eso y no me han vuelto a decir nada el voucher de Sirife sí ellos me dijeron de que aplicara también para el voucher de Sirife yo apliqué en dos ocasiones y la primera vez dijeron de que mi mamá no estaba en, en el en, no estaba en el yo cojo y cojo huelfea pero entonces mi mami no estaba conmigo en el caso entonces ellos me dijeron que tenía que meter a mi mamá al caso la metí en el caso volvimos a aplicar por el voucher nunca me dieron respuesta eh, de ahí el otro día me hicieron bajar porque me dijeron de que de que DHS estaba exigiendo que la gente bajaba eh, aplicara por todos los programas y que aplicara por el voucher de Cirifes. y pero yo no quiero ese la verdad yo ese, ese programa no lo quiero y además ya yo tengo como le digo un apartamento disponible para mí entonces estoy esperando por la mejor opción para mí so Joanna initially was assisted with uh, um, her, the help of her social worker to apply to NYCHA, but um, that was over seven, or seven months ago, but it it did not go through. She sent an email. She didn't get any response from NYCHA. She did the application, but nothing happened. And then she was um, encouraged to apply for CDFEPS. She did twice. Um, the appointment did not go through. It fell through. Um, she was also encouraged to, since she, she has employment to apply for multiple um, vouchers, but ultimately she decided with CDFEPS uh, because she's already secure an apartment, still waiting to get assistance to move, but she don't wanna apply to other vouchers because she already has one. And um, it, she feels like she has an, a, an apartment secure. She just needs the help to move out because she lost an opportunity recently to move out um, because of, of uh, several issues, including apartment inspection. Oh, wow. Um, I would honestly advise to still apply just in case something falls through. or also go through HRA and they can help you with moving in if that's what you're waiting for.
Yeah. Um, she said, yes, she will. Do you know why? Is it that her NYCHA application didn't go through? Or is it that it's still in the process of processing right now? That's why she didn't hear anything. Joanca, ¿la aplicación de NYCHA no, no fue aceptada o todavía está en proceso? Le dije que la aplicación, ya yo soy el... Ya ellos me mandaron un correo, ya yo hice todo el proceso, ya me entrevistaron, llegó la solicitud, me entrevistaron, ya el año pasado, de ahí en, en enero, en febrero de este año, me mandaron un correo electrónico diciéndome que yo tengo un apartamento disponible, me mandaron dirección del apartamento, me mandaron el número de apartamento y que cuando el apartamento estuviera um, como disponible, pues que ya me imagino que pase, que lo arreglaran y pasaran la inspección, no sé, que ellos iban a comunicar con mi trabajadora del shelter para que lo fuera a ver y a mudarme, pero eso es desde febrero, ya yo tengo un apartamento, ya yo pasé todo el proceso de NYCHA, solo estoy esperando que me den en mi apartamento, que ya está allí, pero no, no me lo dan, no sé por qué, ya eso va sobre siete meses que ellos me mandaron a decir que ya yo tenía mi apartamento que había sido seleccionada para un apartamento aquí en Brooklyn, con dirección, piso y número de apartamento, y hasta la fecha no me lo han dado el apartamento. Wow. So, the, the, she actually has the apartment. Um, it was approved by NYCHA. It passed all, you know, all the inspections, but she has not heard anything. She has not received any assistance. She followed the process, the application, the paperwork, which started over seven months ago, but still, uh, there, she finds no responses. Uh, NYCHA notified her that the apartment is hers, but she cannot get any answers as far as when is she going to move, when she's going to keys for the apartment. I know when I was in shelter, they had the housing specialist go with me to look at the apartment. But if you think your housing specialist is not helping you, you might have to call the number and they have a special number for NYCHA who called them about their applications. That's what I did to hound them a lot, to be honest. Um, so she yeah. might want to try that and see if that can work for her also, because it doesn't make no sense for her to sit there and nobody's actually living there and she could be getting the apartment. Sí, eh, Giovanna, eh, eh, lo que Cadicia menciona es de que ella también pasó por un problema parecido y no, no, cuando hay problemas con el, la especialista de vivienda, es mejor llamar a un teléfono de NYCHA, especialmente para ese tipo de inspecciones, que es mejor llamar así usted mismo a, directamente a este número. De esa forma, ellos movilizan más rápido el sistema, porque el apartamento ya está a su nombre y solamente lo está esperando. So, anybody who has a NYCHA problem and um, they want to know what the application is, you might have to call her several times because that's what I did to hound them down because I needed answers. <laughs> and when you call into the number, it will say questions about Section 8 because section they have Section 8 NYCHA apartments. Um, most of them, I feel like, aren't Section 8 because my building is not a Section 8 NYCHA apartment. But the number you can call and it also be down below is 718-707-7771. Let me say that again because there's only three sevens, guys. Sorry. 718-707-7771. 7771. So it's four sevens, guys. Um, but that'll be the number for NYCHA if you have any difficulties or anything like that. Because honestly, the, when I was in shelter, the people there did not um know some of them didn't know the protocol. A lot of staff were new, some people were there more and they just didn't want to help me. 
I don't know what it was, but I had to call um, Nitro myself and I went to the director of the shelter to get what I need. One thing in being homeless, if you don't advocate for yourself, sometimes things don't get done. If you don't push the paper along a little bit, things don't get done and you get left behind in the shelter. Kadisha, so it's 718-7771. Yes. So, eh, Giovanna, el teléfono de Naicha, ¿puede apuntarlo? Ajá, dígame. 718. Uh -huh. Sí. 7. Uh -huh. Ok, 718 puse. Ajá, ¿qué más sigue? Kadisha, 7, what, what is it? 7. 718. 7771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771771
al normal, donde uno llama por las aplicaciones y ellos solo saben decir, no, lo mismo que ya yo les dije a ustedes, que eso es lo que está en el sistema y que nada ha cambiado, ¿me entiendes? Entonces yo sí hago de mi parte, pero hay cosas que yo no las sé. Okay, so um, Joanna mentions that she has an 83-year-old, um, her mom is 83-year-old and she also resides with her in the shelter and she has uh, mental, uh, I'm sorry, men, uh, physical Um, ailments, and she she even took um, got a letter from a doctor and took this letter to the shelter's director's office, but was not assisted. You know, was there? She she know she feels like they didn't did enough to help her, and she was just they returned the letter to her, did not look in the system for assistance, and told her that the the shelter does not provide housing. And when she was able to finally get a hold on the house in the apartment at night she was supposed to be inspected uh, of last uh, two weeks ago but it never happened no one responded she contacted dhs no one provided any information only only information that she received is that the apartment is going to be inspected um september 30th um she had a done uh, she didn't have the number that we just provided okay. she had another number but again the same answers as always your applications in the system You have to wait, but nothing other than that. The uh, the appointments that she received for the apartment inspection, nobody showed up. Nobody told her anything until recently that she was told that the apartment is going to be inspected uh, at the end of the month. And she hopes that this time it, it, it does happen. Wow, that's a lot. Um, I've, I, I'm so disappointed in the system because it could be working so much better. But I feel like it's so much Indians, you know, just, um, I don't know what I'm saying, I forgot. Well, there's too much hands in the pot. They have a lot of different sayings for the same thing. But basically, there's so much people working on one thing, but nothing is honestly getting done. And that's kind of sad because people like her and others, other families, are in the system and just getting lost. And if you don't speak up for yourself, especially because, as you can see, guys, she does not speak English. And if a person is not there on her side advocating for her in English, a person who doesn't understand what she's saying might not even listen to her story, which is honestly pretty sad. Um, I feel like if you know you have a, um, if you don't know, the demographic of people with shelter are Blacks, and the next are Hispanics, and the next are others. I said this before in different podcasts, but I'm saying it again because you might have not listened to the other ones. And if you know the demographics of people in your shelter are Hispanics, and sometimes they might be first generation, second generation, and they might not know English as good as you. They might not, they might not, they might know English, but they know how to understand every single thing because English is a second language. I feel like you need to accommodate them and accommodate the others who are speaking Mandarin, speaking different languages in the shelter and give them the um, opportunity to live a better life and to be um, successful in America, just like everybody else. Not because they don't know how to speak a language, it should be a barrier for them. Um, and she said she's taking care, she's a caretaker. She's taking care of her mom. Um, some people don't want to care about their family and they don't take care of them, but she have a heart to take care of her mom and they're not even helping her. She's not getting any justice. She's not getting any proper advocacy for her. Um, I don't know why it's not being done, but people who like myself and Juan who can, well, I can't speak the language, but he can um, battle for both sides. Even though I can't speak it, I think people like her Um, deserve to get the things that they need to survive and be um, successful people in America, not just New York City, because I know this is probably happening everywhere in America. So I'm saying America in general. Um, she deserves to get 
the information she needs and to be answered and not be ignored. And that's the thing about sometimes family shelters in general, people get it, I feel like get ignored because we're, we're tucked away. We don't, we're not seen as homeless because we're not on the street, but we're ignored um, that we're like, we're not almost like, like a, a population what's not happening, but we're there. But people who cannot speak the language, they get ignored even more because they're almost like they have voices, but their voices are silent because nobody could, a lot of people cannot understand them. And it's not their fault. They speak a different language, you know what I'm saying? Um, we are, New York City is a melting pot of people, cultures, and things. And because of that, if we're, if we're going to be that place where we always say we are, we have to be open and be able to help the people who are in it. We need to build stronger communities um, for our people. I'm just, that's what I have to say. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Son afroamericanos y latinos y muchas veces um, la población latina es primera generación o inmigrantes que no hablan el idioma y para ellos se presenta una, una barrera más grande porque aparte de que es una población olvidada, el problema con el idioma no les permite eh, expresarse o defenderse por ellos solos. O en el caso de Giovanna, que tiene que cuidar de su mamá que tiene 83 años, es inclusive más difícil. Um, y es, un, es frustrante porque la población que vive en shelters, en refugios, no es olvidada y más que todo porque no están en la calle, están en, dentro de un lugar y, y a veces la sociedad no los cuenta como personas que necesitan ayuda cuando en verdad, como sociedad deberíamos ayudarlos, entenderlos y debería haber más apoyo, más ayuda um, a familias como Giovanna que no saben el idioma y están en una situación muy, muy difícil. She had to change an experience she had in the shelter. What would that experience be? Giovanna. ¿Está aquí Giovanna? Sí, sí. Ok. Si usted pudiera cambiar una experiencia que vivió en el refugio, en el shelter, ¿cuál sería? Una experiencia. Eh que pusieran trabajadores con más capacidad, trabajadores sociales con más capacidad, que, que se interesaran más por ayudar a uno. Giovanna thinks that the, the, the experience that she would like to have or improve is the one where shelters have uh, workers, social workers who are more capable and want to help a uh, family like her. That's definitely, I think, should be done also. That's um, a lot of things we need to advocate for. As you might know, this is kind of off topic, but kind of the topic. We have a, a, a large influx of um, migrants coming over. And I, I want to say most of them probably speak Spanish. But you could be correct me if I'm wrong, Juan. Um, but I think they probably, I think most of them does speak Spanish. And with that influx yes. of people coming into New York City, we're going to need people who are capable of be able to speak the language of the people coming in. Um, I don't know how many people is going to come in to New York City, but if if we know for a fact they're coming in, we need to be um, armed with the knowledge and people who speak their language and understand their culture to be able to suit these, suit these families and give resources aside for them. Because we, if you don't know, New York is a um, to be sheltered state. And if you come here and you want shelter, that's they say 
you give open arms. But when you get in the shelter, it's like you're almost stuck if you don't know how to almost finagle the system <laughs> to get what you need. And it's, it shouldn't be that way. If you're saying that we're open for business, when we get into the business, you need to be able to help the people that you are coming here for. Um, and a lot of things, too, with the vouchers that they have, a lot of them don't take um, people who are migrants, which we, we're trying to fight for that also. Um, people are undocumented. Not only saying this in this podcast because she is a person whose um, her background, her culture is not from America. So um, it doesn't pertain to her in, to be exact, but these are topics that are out right now that's um, people like myself and Juan is fighting for to get, example, the 90 day rule to be abolished or well, abolished, that's kind of strong, but to be stopped or to get city feps to take people who are undocumented to be able to count in the um the household count. So these things, they affect a large amount of people. And if we say we're doing this and we're here for the families and no matter who it is, we'll take in, um, the, the resources that we have need to, to also look like that. It cannot be just only one-sided for only these type of people can get it, but not everybody, but yet we have open arms for everybody to be here. And we want them to work on top of that you want them to also pay taxes, but we won't give them housing. It doesn't. It doesn't comprehend. It doesn't make sense. You know, um, we are here to make a difference in people's lives. Um, the system, if you don't know, takes a long time to get there. It, it's almost like a snail crawl, but it gets there eventually. And with whoever's listening, I'm asking you, please, to if you see a post like on our post, or even if you follow one on Twitter. Tweet it out. It's not just some some stuff is just me just being me. You know, if you follow my page, exact to be exact, um, and me, my daughter and stuff like that. But um, if you look at a lot of the things that I do retweet or post, it's about helping the community, helping New Yorkers, and they are New Yorkers at this point. If you live here for I think a year, you are considered a New Yorker at this point. Um, they are one of us. They're our next door neighbor. We are their friend. They're the people who work at the laundromat. They work in a Target. They work at these places who we need these services. Because we claim we need these services, right? Because I feel like we need to eat or wear clothes and things like that. And they work at these things, but yet they don't—they can't live at a standard that we're living at, and it's—it's it's not fair. Um, so, do you have any last words for us, Juan? Yeah, um, yeah. So just to uh, summarize a little what you mentioned earlier in Spanish. So, eh, como Cadiza menciona, es muy importante tener trabajadores capacitados pero más que todo con la reciente llegada de inmigrantes de necesidad y con los inmigrantes que están aquí, es muy importante también tener trabajadores de suerte y trabajadores sociales que son bilingües, que también hablan español, porque uh -huh. Estados Unidos es una, en Nueva York en especial, es una ciudad que recibe inmigrantes, que eh, recibe el, el apoyo de inmigrantes que están en todos los sectores trabajando, apoyando, y también sirve para tendríamos también que incluirlos en, en, en servicios y en ayudas y en, en soportes. Y sí. si ven anuncios como el de Kadisha o el mío, que estamos eh, abogando por beneficios, por eliminar eh, reglas como el de 90 días en el shelter o ayuda, síganos porque es muy importante el apoyo de toda la comunidad para poder ayudar a, a, a inmigrantes como Joana, Giovanna y inmigrantes en general en la ciudad de Nueva York. Eh, eh, Giovanna, ¿tiene al, algún otro comentario final? Sí, um, que nosotros venimos, bueno, hay personas, ¿verdad? Como yo, que venimos aquí buscando eh, 
eh, un, un, ayuda, una solución de vivienda, uh, pero venimos aquí no para quedarnos aquí por mucho tiempo en este shelter, sino que mientras eh, puedan solucionarnos el problema de vivienda. Y si ya uno tiene una solución, que, ¿por qué no se preocupan por sacarnos de aquí? Y así como dice ella, que esta ciudad recibe mucha gente, muchos emigrantes, pues dejarles, si yo puedo dejarles este puesto a otra persona que lo necesita, ¿por qué eh, no sacarnos de aquí? Si ya tengo un sitio donde me puedan mudar, ¿por qué no aceleran esos procesos? ¿Ah? Para que uno pueda salir de aquí, porque no sé cuánto es el tiempo eh, que, que uno puede estar en un shelter. Ah, yo ya tengo años, tres meses aquí. Mi proceso ya, yo, yo ya había terminado con esto desde hace siete, ocho meses atrás. Ah, entonces, que aceleren. Yo no sé a quién es que se tiene que presionar para que cuando una persona ya tiene un sitio donde mudarla, que aceleren, que la gente termine su trabajo para que uno pueda mudarse. Y a este espacio le queda otra persona que lo necesite. ¿Me entiendes? Yeah. So, provide for her family and to also support the city. And she plans to be in the shelter temporarily, but she needs more support. Families like her need more support to move out of shelter. She has an apartment. The space, the unit that she uses can, can be used by another family in need. However, these delays really cause a lot of stress. And she feels that she doesn't receive enough assistance to move out because her goal is to move out for other families to get this assistance because she's there temporarily, but she's been there for a year and three months. And her apartment was approved about six, seven months ago, but still she's does not receive help. She's hopeful that she is able to move out soon, but she doesn't, she feels that she doesn't have the resources or the assistance to do so. Come to the end of the podcast. I don't know if you want to say any last words, Juan. You have anything else you want to add in before we get off? Absolutely, yes, uh, Kadisha. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, as an immigrant myself, um, I'm actually a formerly undocumented immigrant who I feel fortunate because I did receive uh, multiple levels of resources um, uh, to become an, an advocate for housing and immigrant rights. I do feel that um, there's a need for advocates like you, Kadisha, and others to bring the voices of families or immigrants like Giovanna, because um, there's a lot of need of assistance to improve homeless and housing uh, uh, stability for families in general. Uh, but immigrants, especially those who are, you know, do not do not speak the language, uh, need, a, need assistance, just it's temporarily, you know, because immigrants are here to, to push the city, to make New York City uh, the best city in the world. Uh, just a number to, to keep in mind, over more than half of the small businesses in New York City are um, immigrant owned. So immigrants provide a lot of uh, economic mobility support to the city. So um, I just hope that this brings awareness and um, and strengthens the, the housing stability of, of more families in New York City. Giovanna, lo que estaba mencionando es de que um, yo, yo soy, soy un inmigrante, fui indocumentado un tiempo, 
Y, pero recibí, la, recibí muchas ayudas en diferentes formas de la ciudad, instituciones y para poderme hacer un, alguien que aboga por los derechos de vivienda y que los inmigrantes estamos aquí para, um, para ayudar, para apoyar, para hacer la ciudad una mejor ciudad y que estas situaciones son temporales y necesitamos más recursos y más um, gente como Kadisha que apoye a, a estas causas. Sí. Yes, uh, Giovanna is acknowledges and um, agrees. So, thank you guys again for listening to the podcast of Hear Our Voices. As I said before, we're going to work <laughs> work on getting this just a little bit better. It's my first time doing something like this, so I'm very excited to see how it turns out. Guys, tune in to our next um, podcast after this. I hope you enjoy. I hope you had a little drink a little snack while you're listening. And I hope this information can make you understand that um, it's just not one thing, you know, in the shelter, one type of person or one type of family in the shelter. It's, it's all types of people, different cultures, different, different people. And we all deserve respect. And we all deserve a house to live in to call our own. Because um, it's annoying that you know a person coming your apartment like your, your room anytime and just come in there when they feel like coming in there and things like that it's, it's nice to have your own place and a place to call home everybody wants a home you know so we do things like this to give awareness of what's happening in the shelter and how things are being done but also hoping that people who hear this can help make a change in the system itself so please tune in to our twitter account and also we do updates on twitter for like job listings and things like that And um, we are putting out, if you have any domestic violence um, activities coming up, we're pushing out those things on our Twitter accounts. So please follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. And we give regular updates on there about what's happening with our community and how we can help and make a difference. So, yeah. Sí, eh, como Kadisha estaba mencionando, muchas gracias uh, por... Um, sintonizarnos, es muy importante que sigan este canal eh, eh, de podcast, puede ser por, por Facebook, por Twitter, uh, porque ahí es donde se pone mucha información sobre nuevos recursos, nueva información sobre vivienda y uh, otro tipo de necesidades en la comunidad. Ok. ¿Cómo se deletrea esto? Podcast. ¿Cómo se deletrea? It's, it's, eh, how, uh, Kadisha, how it's the... Um, The podcast channel spelled our voices, right? Yes, here our voices. Oh, is it hear our voices? Hear our voices. Okay. Um, eh, Joana, yo, yo le voy a dar la información ahorita, eh, se, la, se lo voy a mandar, pero es hear our voices, escuche nuestras voces. Okay. Thank you so much.